welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies. I'm your host, Nina. I'm your other host, Sletha. And today, after a lengthy absence, we're talking about Season 5, Episode 6, Uroboros, which we did not look up, so I don't know what that means. Uroboros is a snake eating itself. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can parse that metaphor I'm, all I'm glad long. I could drop some knowledge on you, though. Yeah, I know. My SAT vocab just... It feels miles away. Okay. Um, as I reminded Lepa, we are now in our late 30s. Why would you say that? <laughs> we started this podcast, we realized now, five years ago, when we were in our early 30s. Young, hip, fresh, and, and now, now Nina can't even remember what Uroboros means anymore. So. Long, dark night of the soul. Um, okay. Netflix synopsis. Before we get too into it, Terry recruits an expert on the way of the fist. <laughs> Daniel walks away from a fight, and Johnny and Chosen pick one. In prison, Kreese confronts old demons. Huh. Well, they divided the episode up pretty much how we're gonna. I appreciate yes. that. I'll note that they start with Terry Silver. Oh my god. So Nina wants there to be an entire Terry Silver portion of this episode to talk about his emotional growth, or his hair, or something. Um... <laughs> I, it's about way more than that. I don't think we need such a section in this episode since even though we start with Terry, it's there's not a months. ton of silver. It's been months since we checked in on him. Okay. Oh, well, yes. Our last episode that we released to this podcast was when? It was in December. It was in December, so listeners, listeners it's been a while. To be there, but you know what? Life got First in the way. Life got in the way. There was travel. I got sick. The family got sick. Lata got sick. Nina and I had like a karate duel that we needed to do to work out some of our issues that, that we've alluded to. Yeah, no. It, we're, we're back, though. We're back. Um, and we will be starting with Terry Silver. Fine. Okay, so when we open up, we realize he's become a sort of HR firm for international senseis um and in his grand arsenal he has a jet yes he has a jet i i suppose our jet and he uh there's a kind of kill bill-esque feel to this with the music yeah. playing and everything um and uh the jet lands and you know the stairs go down and who should come off but like six maybe seven randos one of them has an eye patch the lead one, her name is Kim Dae Young, and she has a braid down to her waist, and she talks like an extra from a Bond film. Yeah, I mean, honestly, she should have been in a Bond film. I really want her to be in one. Film or a or Mortal Kombat. Like, yeah. There's no other movie series that she would have really made it at. And but. it's, I'm going to just say right now, her performance is weird, but I kind of liked it, but I kind of wish I was seeing her in something else. But we can get into that. The point is, these like... Six, like, uber-senseis get off the plane. Apparently, Terry Silver is just recruiting what Johnny calls later international ringers to teach us at his stupid strip mall dojos. So, yeah, it's very weird because, well, what I like about this opening scene is that Dragon Lady Iron Braid, Sensei Kim, she has the same Karate Kid Part 3 energy that Terry Silver used to have i don't know who she also seems was. like she's on cocaine you think yeah i mean mm. actually they would have a terrific like enemies to lovers arc yeah i could see that they, um, i mean she seems i, I kind of see what you mean in that like terry silver also felt like he was from like a weird different movie and she kind of feels like she like wandered yeah. into the wrong set but okay and the weird thing right. is they both are like i'm not doing this for money and if you have to keep saying it that many times it's it's got to be some part of it for the money and he He's, like, offering her 50%, 
But 50% is just a number. What he's really offering is a legacy. Yeah, so she wants power, which... Again, I'm gonna... Look, look. I know that I harp on this perhaps too much. There have been comments, like, in our Twitter feed and, like, on, like, our iTunes reviews about, like, stop taking this universe so seriously. (laughs) So I'm sorry to be the person who's always like, wait, what? But, like, we are talking about an empire of strip mall dojos. And, like, like, spoiler alert, the master plan is an army of international franchise dojos. Okay, I mean... No, 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 no. You know what Terry Silver is really offering is a chance to be a psychopath and get paid for it. I guess so. so I'm not really sure why, like, running a dojo empire means that, like, assault laws don't imp- apply to you, but I guess they don't. I mean, not to be too, whatever, cynical, but you know how, for example, if you wanted to torture kids... Or torture people, you might become a prison guard. Mm, for yeah, example. yeah, that's right. So being like a, an international sensei means you have all these impressionable teens that you can beat up because this is true. Because it's it's your job, goddamn it. It's your job to beat. Them I mean, up and call it training because like I think about this more than any person should. I was actually watching or rewatching this episode and thinking, like trying to honestly like gauge it against reality. Because, of course, my first instinct is that, like, this team of international ringers who are going to, like, teach at, like, strip mall dojos seems stupid to me. But then I started thinking, like, you know, in the world of competitive gymnastics, like, you recruit, like, the top coaches from, like, Russia or Belarus. Yeah, and if half of them turn out to be pedophiles, Half well, of them are pedophiles. They put the kids surprised? through, like, a ridiculous amount in the name of, like, legacy and glory and stuff like that. I mean... Part of me is like, yeah, but like karate is just inherently not that lucrative sport. But maybe I'm thinking with my, I'm not thinking with my silver eyes. Like maybe it could be one day, but ah, I don't know. You're not seeing the potential. I'm not seeing the potential. I'm trying to, and I was trying to think about like, well, actually like, okay, like there's, there's a lot of like things like gymnastics and things like that where like, you're, you're right. Like you can totally like torment kids and I mean, honestly, make what a lot do you of money. Think the way of the fist means it means beating people means down, hitting a kid with your fist. Sans yes. consequences. In fact, that is what Terry Silver did to Danielson. I didn't need to beat him up, right? But I would say that, like, so we will get to Crease's arc. But like, it occurred to me that Crease, his whole thing. The, the idea that what he wanted... Oh, God, am I saying this? I think Kreese is actually more realistic. But yes, but he uh, uh, the thing that he wanted is to have a dojo that he ruled over like a god, and he traumatized kids in it. And that, to me, is like more like, yeah, sure, that's a thing that one could do that he did. It's just, I guess, like the weird idea of an international franchise where it's like, man, if all you want to do is beat up some kids, you don't need like millions of dojos to do that. You just need like one. But I'm thinking so small. I am that. thinking small. You're right. Okay, so anyways... Um, this is not the last we see of the ringers. Like, the next scene, um, Topanga Karate, which you'll remember, like, they're, like, the dudes who wear blue geese. Was that Xander's? Xander's that was dojo? Xander's dojo. Yeah, where is Xander today? I mean, Xander is, like, clearly, like... I'm glad. I hope he graduated and got out of Xander's this dead. crazy town. I mean, uh, Xander's dead. He, he died <laughs> in one of the first karate wars. Oh, no. If you guys don't remember... In the very first, like, All-Valley tournament we see in Season 1, Xander is actually the defending, defending champion. He's a very... He's doing flips. He's, he's a very he's, nice dude, actually. He wanted world peace, he wanted which means world it's peace. not going to end well for him. Right, so that's why he died. He yeah. died of a broken heart, I think, after what happened. Um, he, uh... And the sensei of Topanga Karate is Sensei Rosenthal. Seems also like a nice dude. Uh, of course, this is, like, right before Karate uh, Cobra Kai rolls up in the middle of class. Come on, dudes. That's how Terry Silver does it. He's also apparently going to synagogue and, and like, Making little back sense- steals with Sensei Rosenthal. Like, I think it's really 
realistic to me. Finally, we're getting to something where we're like, yes, I think this could happen in the real world. Like, yeah, he made Sensei Rosenthal a very generous offer to buy him out. Apparently, like, Sensei Rosenthal thought that, like, that just meant they'd be taking the branding and that he could stay as a sensei, but that's not the deal. Rosenthal, do not make handshake agreements, like, at Shabbat services. How much money do you think Terry Silver has poured into this little scheme to date now? All of Dynatox's reserves, Nina. I mean, I know they're, like, a big company and he's a millionaire, but, like, come on now. Like, they're they're now operating at a loss. Yes. Senseis, new uniforms... New dojos. And this is, and yes, and he says, I, I took note of this because I take note of all the business operations, Nina. He <laughs> says their dues are now cheaper than they were before. So it's like, you're charging kids less and you just bought out this guy with a very generous offer. And this is Southern California. Guys, that dojo might not look that nice, but real estate prices are high. This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Do you think so, Terry Silver is a fail son where his, his dad gave him Dynatox and he's running it in the ground, he's spending all the money, and then season six is Terry Silver is no longer a millionaire. So you're saying he's basically like following like the arc of Elon Musk? Yeah. Like son of an emerald mine owner, I believe, and like... Oh, yeah. You know, and he has this crazy idea for this totally unprofitable business, but somehow he's connected it to like his vision of the future, which is... See, Terry Silver found purpose in... Cobra Kai, and he loved it so much he bought it, and now he's destroying it. Mm. Mm. Beautiful in its own way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. God. Terry Silver's Elon Musk. Ha! That is not a What does that do to your crush? Do you have a crush on Elon Musk now? I feel vaguely, vaguely nauseous right now. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> guys. Back to Topanga Karate, which is now under new management. Oh, by the way, other thing I should mention... So if you choose to join up, you know, if you're a Topanga Karate student and like suddenly in the middle of class, Cobra Kai rolls up, if you choose to remain on as a, a Cobra Kai student now, you get a complimentary gi. If you choose to quit, you get a complimentary thermos. You know what's lame about that is that if they were really serious, they like, I can tell Iron Braid is going to like bring in some new stakes. They could be like, you get the new gi. If you sign up, if you don't, you get a gunshot to the head. Right? Come on now. <laughs> is this a gang or isn't it? Yes. A thermos? Make up your what mind. If, what if you just wanted a thermos? I mean, I would want the thermos and the gear. Yeah. yeah. The thermos exactly. is cool. Is the thermos only for quitters? I don't know. It's it's complicated. These are the questions I wanted to mm-hmm. put the answers to. Um, anyway, so Sensei Kim and Tori apparently are now testing the new cadets. Yes. Cadets, exactly. Uh, Devin, who of course we should remember as being like the female member of Eagle Fang. And, you know, I don't know, man. Like, she and Tori have this little interaction, like, where, I don't know, like, there's this whole thing, an awkward little, like, bit of backstory. Like, Devin apparently lost her mom to cancer. Her mom told her, like, the only way you lose is to give Uh, up. I don't, what'd you think? Okay, so you know, the strength of this series is that, um, relationships are sort of built over time you need to give a story like room to breathe so any of the mentorships that have arisen to date like um take a moment I robbie think. and what's his face <laughs> kenny <laughs> yes yeah well, sociopath kenny which again maybe but yeah no you're right but you're it took right. a season to develop robbie and kenny and or even he- robbie and daniel or even like you know the the origin relationship of like johnny and miguel like you can't just do this in like five yeah, minutes even, even the mentorship between um crease and tori that oh, took yeah. time to develop so it's like when the big reveal happened that she's like 
been his like contact on the inside that's not like coming out of nowhere Mm -hmm. whereas this i feel like they're laying the groundwork for this relationship at a time where it's almost too late like i know there's we got the great news that there's one more season left so maybe this will like be fleshed out a bit more but just the exposition where it's like i lost a mom to cancer and it's like okay you know, like there, there has to be more there. You know and what I mean? also, like, come on, dude! Like, you just—that's a one-to-one. One it's it's like, a little odd. What I liked about Crease and, and Tori's relationship is that she's not like I was also in a war. <laughs> yeah, I also killed my commanding officer by <laughs> kicking him into a snake pit. You know what I mean? Crazy, me like, too. Yeah, unlikely friendships happen. Strange mentorships, like Robbie and Kenny, don't necessarily have a ton in common right but like they just it just kind of grew and yeah. that's nice so and this is a little like forced both, you both have ovaries bond now yeah and you both like karate i guess and, and again it's like the the writing for the female characters like sometimes i'm just i gotta shake my head yeah i i, I thought that was a bit forced i did like tori in this episode generally um and then of course dragon lady is like makes it, like, a weird thing where, like, basically Tori has to fight Devin and kind of, like, beat up on her a bit, and she feels clearly conflicted about that. Although, you know, Devin seems okay with it. She joins Cobra Kai at the end of the day. Yeah, to be honest, if they're going to introduce new characters at this point, I feel like Dragon Lady brings that kind of Karate Kid 3 energy where she's, like, over-the-top and hammy. And it works. The only thing is I feel like as the show kind of nears its season-end conclusion, they're making everyone less hammy. Like, Terry Silver is, like as you mentioned, barely there, and he just kind of comes in to deliver proclamations and then recedes into the background. Slithers away, if you will. Slithers away, yeah. Yeah, and, and again... She, it's like she she belongs in a season two or season three. Even yeah. season four, like, you know, Terry Silver's first season. Like, she should have been back there. Maybe. I, I honestly am, like, I'm so conflicted, because on the one hand, like, you know, I, I like when I first watched this this episode and like the rest of the episodes where she's there. Like you cringe. You're like, oh god, the show is so jump the shark. On the other hand, like I kind of like like her stupid like accent, uh, which is not Korean yeah, or love- anything. It's just basically villain accent. Um, I love it. Yeah, I kind of like her over the top ridiculous performance. I just sort of wish that they would make. Like, another Street Fighter movie just as a vehicle for her to she, do this? I, I'm going to look at her Wikipedia page. She has got to be in Because she's, she's good she's in a weird-ass way, yeah. Like, yeah. I I don't mind it. It's just dumb. <laughs> That's all. Uh, uh, should we talk yeah. about the fight between Devin and Tori? Yeah. Or... Did we? I mean... Guys, they're trying to make this mentorship thing happen, and... Devin is young and angry, damn that rap music, you know, and and Tori is, like, got a lot going on. And Devin was kind of like this character that I liked quite a bit, like, when she popped up earlier. Um, Maybe because, like, you just had small doses of her, like, kind of being, like, a crazy wild card. I almost think the more that I get to know about her tragic backstory, like, the less interesting she is. We don't have room for another character with a sick mom. Sorry. Oh. Tori took that card, and it's gone. The card's gone. Give her another thing. You have to pick another tragic thing. Right. Like, she lost her arm in, like, a skiing accident. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. We can think of another tragic backstory for Devin. But, um, anyway, Tori is obviously the better fighter wins um Devin just Devin has this one expression where she just looks like she's betrayed all the time but she does end up coming back to the dojo to sign up 
because she wants to work in the flagship dojo with Tori, which, okay, sure. We get a little flash of Kenny and a little flash of Kyler. Oh my god, Kyler's It's there. sad because it's like, if Kenny is ever going to get back on the path to enlightenment, it's not going to be because he... He was hanging out this much with Oh my Kyler. god. I, you know guys that I love Kyler um, and that I love that every scene he has, like this time he's eating like protein gummies called snake bites, but he ate like 12 of them at once. Um, you know, we all been there? Right? There's this thing though, like that I feel like Kyler, his, you know, just like Dragon Lady, I'm sorry, that's racist. Uh, what are you calling her? Iron Braid? Yep. I, Iron Braid's energy is like so weird for this show. Kyler's is always perfect for this show. Like, he is exactly, like, what I think, like, your, like, average Cobra Kai recruit is. Like, he's a dick who likes punch, who likes hitting people, and that is why he's here. You know? And it's just like, yeah, you're perfectly pitched. Unlike all these angst machines, like, you're fighting next to. Like, you know exactly who you are and what you're doing. Everyone else cares too much. Right? Kyler cares just enough. Yeah. So, yes, I was happy to see him, but, um... That's, yeah, I think that's it for, like, the the ringers. Well, no, wait. Also, adjacent to that plot is, like, uh, so Daniel LaRusso. Meanwhile, let's get into Castle LaRusso. Okay, so we're post-Daniel's epic beatdown from Carrie Silver many moons ago. Um, I, what, did he break his ribs? I feel like it was, he was in the hospital, right? He was in, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, and what's really tragic about this is we have, like, a reverse karate intervention. We have, you know, Sam and Amanda and Johnny and Chosen all gathered around the table. And, you know, Daniel enters, dressed in a suit. And And he's looking pretty bad, though. Yeah, he, his face is all banged up. He could probably use some rest, but... You know, he said this per sane thing, which is like, I'm going to go to work. And <laughs> we don't even know how many months or years it's been since he's graced the dealership with his presence. Right. You know, yes, he could take a sick day, but I think the impulse to sort of get back to your life is probably healthy. And what does his family do? What do his friends do? They're like, you know what? No. Take on the guy that put you in the hospital. Right. And it's... Man, it's he, he says like a series of the most sensible things it's Daniel's like, ever yeah. said. Like... You know, Mr. Miyagi always knew when to walk away from a fight. I'm going to do that. Karate, like this obsession with karate and with silver has only led to bad places with my family. It's hurt students. I think I should just go to work. And instead... It's not our job to fight the monsters of the world. All sensical things. Totally and completely. And it's like this man who... I don't know. Like, you're right. Like, his dojos are like suck. They, they Whose dojos do suck. And they are mean to kids, I think. And he's... But, like, ultimately, he's, like, a dude with, like, a shitty business who's, like, try- whose franchise is growing. Like, it might not be Daniel's responsibility to stop it because, honestly, and I will get to this, this not- might be the kind of thing that cannot be stopped with more karate. Like, I feel like at a certain point when they're talking about Cobra Kai and how... Don't fight fire with fire. Well, yes. Either they need a cult deprogrammer or they need, like, some kind of, like, person who's an expert in corporate espionage and sabotage, right? Because it's, like... I don't, like, everybody's always, like, I mean, Chosen and Johnny do this, where they're like, well, you know what we're going to do is we're going to challenge Silver to a fight. And I'm almost like, so what? Like, what do you, you think like will happen? Did you like how Rifter Chosen was like, yeah, we should keep this karate war going? Right? <laughs> and you're like, No, Chosen ah. I get completely, who's just like, I want to keep staying He's on this couch. He's not going to try to put this karate war Yeah. Out. He's like, wait, no, Daniel can't give up on it. But I was brokenhearted when Amanda, voice of reason. Amanda has left the building. We are now dealing with pod Amanda. Uh, Something happened where she left her entire 
She went back to Ohio, is that it? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, she left her personality in Ohio. She's a shell of her former self. Something happened to her where she had legitimate concerns about their marriage, mm-hmm. about who Daniel was becoming. Now she sees a flash of the old Daniel. It took Terry Silver to unlock that. And is she being like, hallelujah, no. Maybe we can go to work again together. No, she's like, no, you need to keep fighting this karate war. And at one point, like, later, she's talking to Chosen and Johnny. And, like, you know, um, Johnny says something like, I'm going to go back to Silver's Dojos with, like, nunchucks. And she says, you know, maybe, like, it's not time. Like, we should think of it before, like, elevating this into, like, armed assault. I'm like, that's like an Amanda thing to say where it's like, yes, that is not the solution to your problem. But, like... That's the only glimmer of it you get. The rest of it is just like, we yeah, need to I fight. Wanna, I want to do this thing where we put Amanda on one of those shows, like, this is your life. We make her watch scenes from each season. And, you know, we can go back to that cherished car washing montage where they're selling cars and they're like, oh, yeah. it's like their foreplay. And it's like, remember those innocent times? And now look at the show. Look what they've it's done like, to you. Yes. And, yes. And I wanted, you know what? And I'd actually be fine with like Amanda being like, fuck silver. Like that guy sucks. We need to take him down. I just don't understand why she thinks that like, she's the person who lives in the real world. She should know that you, no, you don't take this guy down with more karate. Like this is stupid, but whatever. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I've been on the, this is stupid track too much. And it's like, okay. Everyone's talking about, everyone's been fully karate pilled at yes. this point in the show. It's Sam is, you know, every two episodes, she changes her mind about karate. Now, currently she's back on the karate is good. And I'm going to slowly inch back. Chosen and Johnny are going to confront Silver I mean, and his goons. You know what, actually, like, really, it's just Amanda that bugs me because you're right. Sam changes her mind every five minutes. Johnny just likes to fight people. So, you know, he's just like, he sees, like, something on, like, social media about Topanga Karate being taken over. And he's like, great, I'll go confront him. Johnny likes to fight people. Chosen is a grifter who is just, like, trying to, like, keep his space on the Lurso couch. Everyone actually is acting like so itch according to their natures, except for Amanda, who should know better than this bullshit. I know. Ugh. I mean, if we were to say on the scale of like how pro karate you are, if 10 is the max, I feel like Tori's a one at this point. Like she She's only in there because of her affection for Creed. That's right. She was ready to get out of the game and go to college. <laughs> I don't know if she ever was, like, thinking about going to college, but, like... Right, no one was ever going to bankroll her. The thing that she wanted was, like, one thing that she could hang on to, like, that championship trophy, which she got, but, like, not in the circumstances she wanted it. But, but uh, what'd you think about, um... So there is a nice... There's a couple of nice fight scenes in this, like Chosen and Johnny... When they go to confront Silver, well, they first of all, they have a nice bonding moment where they talk about how they both used to beat up Daniel. Yeah, they both have like a love-hate relationship with Daniel, and I felt like that was nice. It was cute. Yeah. They, I guess they've now, I can see them all being buddies and hanging out. And I'm glad that they're a friend group because they care about the same things. Yes, and they, they all think that this is, that like, more karate is the solution to any problem, which, again, is totally fine with me if only you had like something like an Amanda to balance them out and say... No, it's not. But whatever. They're in the parking lot. They're, like, rolling up to the dojo. They're reminiscing about the good old days of both beating up Daniel Sun and also sort of admiring some of the feats that he pull off. Okay, good for them. Yeah. They talk about Tornado Child. Yes. And then Johnny notices that Devin is part of the, the new cadets. Kind of loses his mind. But it's like, did you really form a bond with Devin? I don't know. Uh, you know, like, I it's, think... It's also strange because I felt like in the last couple episodes when... 
Johnny found out he had a kid on the way. He was starting to distance himself emotionally from the karate thing. So it's really Daniel sucking everyone back in. Yeah, he's he's like now suddenly back in, and which is fine. Like I don't know, like Johnny Johnny goes with his emotions. Um, but uh, Chosen stops him from running in when he sees Devin saying, "Run into Den of Lions." You will get eaten. And I think it's kind of hilarious because it's like, yeah, you're waiting to jump someone in a strip mall, dude. But okay, sure. Keep, like, be strategic about it. Um, so see Bleach Tips Ringer guy. Bleach Tips Ringer guy, yes. Uh, and he's a good fighter. And but, it's clear that, like, it does take... They're too middle-aged men they look way too satisfied that they managed to beat bleach tips ringer guy when it's like there's two of you and then you know iron bridge shows up with seven more people or six more ringers and i'm very glad that chosen made the educated decision to like back out of the fight because they would have never made it out of there alive um but i don't know it's it doesn't feel like i feel bad for for johnny because it's like Johnny is doing this because he's, I guess, officially Daniel's friend. I know. But I don't know what he's thinking, to be honest. He just decided, like, you know what? I have other things bigger in my life. I'm a kid on the way, and, like, I should care about, like, stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I do kind of, like, think it's almost in character. Like, all right, he's mad about what happened to Daniel. He's showing up here. Again, it's like, I'm not sure what you want to accomplish by, like, beating up a bunch of of senseis in a strip mall or getting beaten up by them. Like, but... Okay, whatever. Um, the yeah. the like uh, resolution to this is uh, so Amanda like takes Daniel to like the old Miyagi dojo and they they the Miyagi time capsule. Yeah, there's a room apparently that like Daniel just goes doesn't go into, which is like kind of like I guess Miyagi's old bedroom. Like it has all this like Miyagi stuff, like photos of his wife. It has a bonsai, which if Daniel doesn't go in there, I'm not sure why that bonsai is still alive. But you know. Just wanted to put that Aww. out there. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know. It's kind of nice. Amanda's, like, talking about, like, Miyagi. Apparently, she went to see him right before, like, Miyagi she and Daniel got married. <laughs> he is a handful. Um, yeah. Is that when she murdered him? <laughs> oh, <think>? right. <laughs> I always... I, I still think that's, like, my, my secret canon. Please let that be a flashback. The sake was poisoned. Oh, um, I knew it. But, uh... Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, it's like a nice little moment, but then she's like, "I want you to stand up to Silver," and I was just like, "No." She apologizes to Daniel. That's this is one of those things where it's like, "This is a bridge too far, guys." Right? Like, come on! Like, I finally see the light, and all those crazy ass things you did that like kind of like put a huge strain on our marriage, our business, our children. Like, they're fine because you need somebody needs to stand up to Silver and yeah, that someone this is show you. at this point is a Daniel Zero accountability zone. I don't know if Terry Silver beating him up was supposed to be the see, he got his, but now it's like they're taking that and everyone is walking walking back. Come yep. On. Everyone's like Daniel was right all along about everything it's always. Infuriating. Yep, he was right about Cobra Kai, he was right about Silver, he's Even just fucking nothing. Robbie turns up out of nowhere. Right, Robbie has not been in this episode at all. And you know, I will maintain that Daniel was not that great to Robbie and what? he has a second where he's like, "You know what? I did screw up with you." And I was like, "Finish your thought." And then Robbie cuts in because Robbie having come Given the years of parental neglect, is a people pleaser. He knows he has to fight for every scrap of Do you, you know what? I'm gonna so, I'm gonna totally disagree with you here and like do a bit of defense work for Daniel for once. Like, look, yeah, you do defend the guilty, don't you? Oh my god, 
So Robbie, like, shows up and is just like, you know, because Daniel's whole thing is all I do is screw up kids' lives. And Robbie's like, you didn't screw up mine. Like, and what he says, he expresses gratitude for all the things that, like, he, like, Daniel did for him, which are true. Like, he lived at Daniel's house. He learned karate and he had a job at the dealership. I'm and then, sorry, but who doesn't live at Daniel's oh house? Oh, my God. I mean, we can't all be as lucky He's as chosen. But, uh... But, like, then, you know, Daniel starts to apologize. Wait, Nina, tell me about the great crimes that Daniel has committed against Robbie, because the only one that I can think of, and the one that causes them to have this rift that they honestly haven't addressed until this actual moment, is that Robbie escapes from Juvie, and when Daniel, like, finds him, he, like, basically, like, is like, yeah, you gotta go back to Juvie, I'm sorry. Like, what, what's the alternative for Robbie to be, like, a fucking, like, fugitive for the rest of his life? He turned, there was that moment where he was like, I was wrong about Robbie, and he basically, like, turned his back on him. He pretended, like, this is my adopted son, which means, again, the same Wait, what moment? When? 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 Listeners, let me dig up the tapes here. Dude, the, the exact, no, I'm, I'm gonna fight you on this. The exact moment of their falling out when Robbie is, like, really, really super mad is, like, when, he, like, Daniel, like, calls, like, basically the authorities when he's on the run from Juvie, which I think is, like... You know, like a hard thing. Like, look, I understand why Robbie was mad at him, but I also think that was probably the right thing for Daniel to do. <sighs> Anyways, Daniel, I mean, Robbie forgives him at this point. Uh, Nina never will, though. That's right, goddamn. I take my <laughs> grudges to the grave. <sighs> anyway, I, I'm sick of people apologizing for Daniel. But Robbie does say one thing where he's like, He's not just doing this because he, like, you know, just is, like, wants to soothe Daniel's, like, wounds. He's also doing this because he wants to get people he cares about out of Cobra Kai. Which is, like, maybe the only, like, actual motive for going up against Terry Silver that makes any fucking sense. Because at this point, it's like, what do you, like, again, I keep saying this. Like, yeah, but, I'm doing this for penis breath, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what, like, honestly, it's like, I get... You don't like Terry Silver, and, like, his dojos don't seem like a great place to learn karate. But, like, those aren't really concrete motives to go to war with someone. Like, Robbie actually has one, which is, like, there's this kid I like a lot, and I care about, and, like, I feel like this is, like, a brain... This place is brainwashing him. Kenny hasn't been likable in, like, two seasons. Oh, my God. You were so mean to everybody. I'm sorry, but he's turned into a little shit. It's very hard to defend. Well, that's the whole thing. Robbie's whole point is he's a little shit because Cobra Kai is making him a little shit. I want to get him out of there. And that's, like, even if you, like, disagree that he should care, like, that's, like, an actual, like, thing you could point to that he wants. It's not our job to find all the monsters in the world, Letha. He just wants to get Kenny out and probably Tori, too. But, like, yeah. (sighs) Wow. Okay. That so got I contentious. Ex- I didn't expect Team Daniel to rear its... I didn't realize that Team Robbie was, like, counting grievances that had never happened. Just like the real Robbie. Jeez. <laughs> Look, he may have hugged it out, but I never forgot. You're a grievance in search of a cause. <laughs> this is Old Testament, okay? Repent. Speaking of repentance and Old Testament stuff... Should we do the last scene? Well, we gotta do Crease, right? Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, okay, so let's wrap up the last scene. Mm. Um, so, everyone's rallying around. All of Miyagi-Do, past and present, is assembled. And they're like, basically lead us to our brighter tomorrow. Yeah. And what I noticed was the sad and pathetic back row of Miyagi-Do. Where Once like, we never got names. Nobody has a name, and then there's Anthony. Ugh, and I yes. just thought, 
I feel so bad for them because some of these people, they're not invested in the stakes of this war. Yes. They just need some karate lessons. And they're like, this guy says he has a dojo. Sometimes I haven't gotten my dues collected. Like, there is no admin for me. Right. It's just a loose collection of wayward teens that aren't hardcore enough for Cobra Kai. I mean, quite honestly, Cobra Kai at least seems to have like a corporate structure in place, you know, like maybe like an HR liability if kids get hurt. Half the people here have either dated his daughter or he tried to adopt them or their son. Yeah. All of it is like a little bit too personal to be your like child army. Um, it's, it's, again, it goes back to the thing where it's like, no, you guys need to find, like, that Silver is breaking some weird tenet of corporate law, and you need to, like, get go to court over this. You do not need a child army to, like, get involved in this, especially the poor no-namers in the back row who shouldn't have to die for this cause. Peter's breath will have his day, though. Don't ah, worry. yes. Um, anyway, so this, this, I was just thinking, they're all going to get massacred by the ringers. Well, yeah. I mean. It's not looking good. Um, okay, now we do prison crease. Oh, sweet prison crease. Okay. I mean, mind you, when we first saw this, you know, we, we went seven episodes. Six episodes. No, five. We went half a season without seeing crease. Is that right? We did? I mean, do we see a little flash of him? Uh, maybe like in the previous episode, we realized that Tori's yeah, been visiting end. him. It was yeah, the end of the last episode, and um, like we start off with like uh, Tori visiting Crease in prison. You know, it's actually like you know they always a, had nice chemistry. Like a minimal security prison, right? Yeah, it seems yeah, like that. This isn't okay. So Terry Silver didn't. Terry Silver could have had him locked up because well, in like the thing know, that he's or something. Mm, I mean, Terry Silver didn't like. Terry Silver basically, like, got him, like, uh, got somebody to, like, say that, like, he'd committed, like, assault. No, wasn't it attempted murder? Was it attempted murder? I think it was. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know if Terry Silver has the, the, like, power to get somebody sentenced to Rikers, but, like, I think that uh, maybe it was, like, a... Have you watched Shawshank Redemption? You know, the prison bureaucracy, the corruption? You can get anybody anywhere. You grease a few palms. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) So, I guess, you know, whatever. It's the Karate Kid universe. You're right. It is entirely possible that Terry Silver had, like, all the judges in his pockets or something, or the jurors. But, uh, yeah, this prison does not seem like... It's definitely not max security. And maybe it's, like... Maybe he didn't get charged with attempted murder. Maybe he got charged with, like, (laughs) aggravated assault. You research what he got in for. (laughs) I Um, will. I, I just couldn't help but think in his little meeting with Tori, like, Kreese is now completely detached from reality. He's on a war path. He's not even pretending. I mean... You know, he hears the news about Daniel LaRusso getting beat up, and he's like, eh, okay. Yeah, he's like, and whatever. enemy vanquished. Yes, exactly. And I was just thinking, like, you know, Tori wonders if Kreese cares about her, if he's just, she's just, like, another means to an end. And he's Good like... question. Well, he says that, and I kind of believe him when he says, like, no, you and I are the only people we can tr- who can trust each other. There's, like, they have, all, they have always had sort of a nice energy together. And, like, I actually do believe that, like, Tori cares about him and is basically undercovering Cobra Kai out of loyalty to him. And I, I think, like, to some extent, Kreese cares about her. But then he says he's got a plan for getting out. And, you know, we, we later learn that his plan is to... Uh, Crawl out for miles tunneled through. <laughs> Stop watching Shawshank. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. We all thought it. Um, his exit plan is to play the good soldier. Yeah, it is to make his therapist think that he is just like super like 
reformed and get like a and get his petition for early release approved by her. Um, so, you know, you see a session where he's just kind of, well, first you see, like, Kreese bullied by some, like, prison bullies. Oh, let's talk about the scene. So, someone picks a fight with him, um, using, they steal his jello cup, which feels like such a euphemism. Right? I was like, are they trying to, like... There's a lot of talk about, they're not fighting over cigarettes or toilet paper or any of the, like, prison things we've seen in media. It's a jello cup. Um, again, makes me think this is, like a step up from juvie or something. It's very... I don't know. Crease is clearly the victim of ageism. Mm-hmm. For picking on him. Because he's old. Yeah. Just if that wasn't clear. Elder Crease. And, and you know what? I don't even know what kind of... It, it seems weird to me that it's a prison that assigns a therapist to people, but... Wait, most prisons do, I think. Do they really? Don't they? In order to evaluate... Well, especially if he made a, if he petitioned for early release, he's probably gonna have to see somebody. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, um, so this therapist is like, you know, Creech is just like basically like lying to her face, yeah, bullshitting. Yeah, Brene Brown and talking <laughs> about his inner demons. Yeah, and she's just kind of writing it all down. Um, later, he will. Uh, this is another thing that indicates that this prison is surprisingly lax in security. Later, like, he gets a letter saying that, like, his uh, petition for early release has been denied. So, like, he finds his therapist in a hallway and is like, excuse me, why did you deny my petition? And I was just like, really? Like, you can just kind of run up to people in the hallway like that? That's like, what I mean. That's yeah. how you get shanked. I know. It's, it's a bit weird. But, you know, she's, she's sort of like, to her credit, is like, come on. You know, you're, you're just, like, bullshitting me in these sessions. I haven't seen any, like, actual true growth on your part. And what's interesting is that the very next session they have, which could be like the next day, I guess Crease or something she says about like channeling his inner inner child actually gets him to sort of like open up and he starts talking to Betsy or what we assume is Betsy. You see his old dead CO that he murdered. You see Silver. You see Tori. You see young Crease. You know, young, uh, well, you see young Johnny. And then young Crease. And then Johnny, like middle-aged Johnny, and then young Crease. And I actually thought, I'm going to say it, I thought this was actually very well done. Yeah, and I roll my eyes so hard at most Crease things. The concept on paper would seem ridiculous, but, and I feel like they should have had a, they should have had that initial scene where Crease bullshits the therapist happen like, as soon as he gets in because having this kind of like breakthrough session where he's actually addressing some of his, his I mean, old demons right after she tells him you you need to do that is is a little weird i, 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 can... I actually was sort of like i thought like the catalyst for that was that like he was denied his petition for early release and like he kind of thought that this bullshitting thing was the way out and so i, I wasn't i see what you're saying i really do but like I wasn't, like, as surprised that he'd be like, all right, let's do this thing. Let's actually, like, delve deep. And the way that it's, yeah, I think it's, like, just very nicely, like, set up, directed, acted, written. Because it's, like, he sees, like, his therapist as each of these people from, like, his past life when he's talking about, like, different phases. And this is, like, honestly the best the show has ever done to make sense out of Crease as a character. Like I said, I always thought like he made no sense whatsoever and existed at the whims of the plot. Is he homeless? Is he an expert in TurboTax? Who knows? But like... I preferred him to be an enigma. Oh my god. I mean, he's still an enigma, but I don't know how he knows TurboTax. But like, <laughs> you know, you see like Betsy is his lost, the love of his life. 
his CEO is like the person like who taught him to be like tough during the war. Um, when he sees like silver, Betsy, the girl he dated for max two months. It was the fifties. That was How like a long, long relationship. Um, people, people, people got married upon meeting in the fifties. It was the times. Anyone who was a teenager in the fifties, especially I'm talking to you, please write to us. What were your early romantic relationships were like? You necked a woman once and you got married the next day, right? Right. Is that how yes. It was? That's how it was, That's Nina. Madness. There was a war going on for God's sake. Let Indians date for longer than that. <sighs> you just don't get it, man. The times. You're such a millennial. But yeah, like and then like you get him to really think about like after he comes home from the war, he's got the violence in them. He starts the dojo because like he still has that in him, and he wants to, like, toughen these kids up. But you see him, like, confronting Tori and young Johnny when he's, like, talking about kids that he might have hurt along the way. And I thought it was a great touch that, like, when his therapist says to him, like, you know, I think that, like, there is, like, a good, a good man within you, and then he sees his young self, which is, like, yeah. what a perfect little... It's just a nice little scene. Like, it's not the most subtle thing in the world, but, like... You really, like, show, you really did a good job with this, which is totally undermined the next time we see Crease because <laughs> basically Prison Bully tries to take his jello again. This time Crease like, uh, fights back, and you see him, look, I thought that in that scene we saw before when he keeps seeing his therapist as other people, this is him, like, it's therapy Crease. He's, like, confronting these people by, while talking to his therapist. So this makes no sense to me that while he's confronting Prison Bully, suddenly he morphs into Young Crease, and he's fighting the Prison Bully. That doesn't... What does that mean, exactly? That makes no sense. He's taking this impulse that Young Crease had to defend himself, because that's how he got introduced to Young Crease, right? He wasn't looking for a fight, but somebody picked a fight, and he fought back. So it's like he's getting back in touch but like, with the purest version of himself before he got corrupted along the way. But Crease, like, the Crease that we know, old Crease, if we'd like to call him that, has always fought back. Like, the only reason he wasn't fighting back against Jello Bully in the first scene is because he was trying to get, like, a recommendation from well, his therapist. He slit Jello Bully's throat. He held back a little What bit. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. Can we talk about... Jello bully, yes. Let's t- let's <laughs> dig into him. <laughs> we talk about how so after the scene ends, the prisoners are chanting "Sensei, Sensei," which is badass. Yeah, I love it. Totally. Um, feels like the fulfillment of you know, of course, prison crease rises to the top of the prison, prison king. Yeah, and then Jello bully goes, <laughs> apologizes, and then crease goes. From now on, you're going to give me your Jello. <laughs> yeah. Guys, there's no way not to make that filthy. Right. I hope Jell-O's not a metaphor for something. I hope they just really like Jell-O. Um, <sighs> I'm not t- going to talk about Shawshank. I won't do it. Okay, I'm just saying think about it. The- oh my god. Think about it real hard. They were <laughs> friends, Nina. No. <laughs> we can cut this later. <laughs> can we? Okay. Um, straight thoughts. Um... Well, I really did think that they did some, like, very good work with, like, prison crease that they quickly not only undermine in the next scene, that they continue to, like, never touch on again for the rest of the season, but still, good scene. Yeah, you know, okay. thumbs up. Um, I agree. I think the Daniel stuff 
continually depresses me. Um, but they do the emotional beats just very artfully. So I'm not I'm not mad at this episode. I'm not mad at it, but it has a lot of like silliness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it has that same problem with the as we creep towards the season finale. You get a couple filler episodes. I want yeah. to say. Like, I'm not sure what's advanced in this episode. I think the first time we saw this episode, we were like, what is Terry Silver's big plan? And then when it turned into this, like, international cabal, it was like... God, I wish it was an international cabal. It's an international competition, which is just like, okay, what? How is... I'm I'm sorry, I'm still, like, stuck on that, and that hasn't even happened yet in the show, so I won't go into it, but it's, it's... You were hoping, or it was really built up to be something like... Very secret and sinister, and and we can you know. wait until the the season finale to talk about what season six could look like. But I mean, in some ways, I felt like they're running out of story to tell. Mm-hmm. But maybe they—it's almost like they were saving story, which makes these episodes feel like a bit thinner. Yeah, that's like that's a good point. They can't do too much, and they kind of have to like again if they are going to do a big bigger arc with Daniel, which. This was a missed opportunity, you know what I mean? They could have been finally, like, uh... I mean, like I said, the only way you can get character development in Daniel is to, like, show him, like, being wrong. Which is, like, I think that they did some work on that this this season and then kind of, like, reverse it. Like, they're afraid to do that. Once they go there with Daniel and then he has this moment of awareness where he realizes that his wife has, like, completely detached... And is not the person he married, and she she's been beaten down by years of karate propaganda. God, so much karate propaganda, and, and she is responsible for. They like dragged her into the karate verse, and it's just there's no one. There's no one left to to talk her out of it. Nobody. Yeah, there's no one left in the entire Anthony like karate pilled. Remember, Anthony was our like the one yelling at his dad and being like, "You're full of shit." Yeah, he was right. He was totally right. He got karate pilled. Yep. Back row of Miyagi-Do. Karate pilled. And there is like no... Sam, her brief moment of rebellion, over. Yep. Amanda goes to Ohio, leaves her entire personality there, mm-hmm. comes back. There's no human being left to be like, guys, wait, what What are you going to do with your child army? Why are you doing this? <laughs> I mean, look, I... Homeless woman, we look to you. Right? Be the voice of sanity that we need. Anoush. Anoush. Anoush could do it. God, Anoush just wants to run the dealership. Right, and he'd probably do a good job at this point. He's the only reason they're still able to pay their rent. Justice for Anoush, am I right? No. Okay. Shall we rate the rent? Yeah, let's okay. do it. I'm going to go first because I have a good one. Oh, God. Yeah. Two out of five iron braids. Bam. Wow, two. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a little bit higher. Uh, 2.5. Prison jellos. Oh, God. Hey, I'm meaning in the purest sense. Of course. Just jello, Lutha. Just jello, yeah. Just jello between prison rivals. Nothing more, nothing less. Please stop talking about <laughs> jello. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As always, listeners. Strike first. Strike hard. No, no mercy. mercy.